Happy 4815 day. It is the return of Lost Lives. That's right. Lost Lives is not dead, has just been sleeping like a polar bear <laughs> in hibernation. I'm Josh Wiggler. Hello, everybody. So nice to be back here on the island again. Uh, and I am here with somebody who is amazing, who you all have heard before on the Lost Lives podcast plenty of times and on our most recent Lost Lives podcast, which was a very long time ago. I think back in maybe November at this point. Wow. Uh, I'm speaking of none other than the person I would say is responsible for today's Lost Lives podcast. It's Joe Garfine. Hi, everybody. Hi, Joe. How are you? That's quite an intro. Now my ego is good for the rest of the day. Thank you. Uh, well, that's my job. That's what I'm here for. Now that, <laughs> listen, your ego should be huge. You deserve oh, it. Oh, please. You've done amazing things for the Lost community. You are a badass and a scholar uh, <laughs> and a good friend of mine. Uh, which isn't nothing. So, uh, oh please, we drink, we drink well together. We do, we do. I was just thinking recently. Um, of, I was just about to say I don't remember why I was thinking uh, of you so recently. Unfortunately, I do now. It was um, the the death of Leonard Nimoy. Uh, yes, which was actually Leonard Nimoy was uh, the reason we met uh, the first time we ever met each other. Um, Absolutely, we were up in uh, Vancouver for a, a fringe set visit. Who were you uh, representing? Who were you a journalist for when you went to the? Um, um, I was uh, at the time writing for TV Overmind and also for my own sort of, lo- you know, site, lost site sort of spinoffs. Um, I was up there for TV Overmind at the time. It was a, a last minute thing. I was up there for a um, Fringe and V set visit and it was the first time I ever met Elizabeth Mitchell. Oh, yes. The actress who plays Juliet, who is uh, it's fair to say your crush, your lost crush. Um, I'm going to call it a talent crush. A talent so, crush. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, I feel a little bit uncomfortable saying other than that because we've, you know, been friendly over the years. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah. But Ju- I might, I might Juliet, blush. Juliet is a character, so. Juliet is one of my favorite characters it, of all time. It's safe to say. You're, you're okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Just like <laughs> how I could say I have a John Locke crush, but Terry O'Quinn is safe. That's totally a fair statement. Although, frankly, he might not be safe. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting it out there. And not safe for uh, uh, Andrea Gabrielle as well, who uh, remember when we talked Lost uh, last time. She had a big crush on John Locke as well. Oh, Andy loves her some Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, how could you not? How could you not? But, <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking about that. Obviously, Leonard Nimoy passed away uh, since last we talked about Lost. Uh, the, the great legendary Leonard Nimoy who played Spock on Star Trek, among you know tons and tons of other accomplishments. Um, what, what Joe and I met him for was he had a guest starring role on Fringe, also from Bad Robot, you know, the same people who put out Lost. Uh, Fringe, great show. Any of you who have not watched Fringe, it's, you know, a show that you could really very easily just break down and watch in its entirety. I think it's on Netflix. I have to imagine it is. Uh, if, it's, so. if it's not, there's some other way to track down Fringe, but Fringe is awesome and for me was a really great uh, Lost cure when, when Lost went off the air. I was very happy to have Fringe in my life, but Leonard Nimoy was on that show, played a very important character named William Bell. Uh, he was there for an episode. I think it was only his second appearance and certainly his most substantial appearance on the show up to that point. Uh, and Joe and I were part of a group of journalists that got to interview Leonard Nimoy. And it was, uh, I think I, I wrote about it on, on Twitter on the day that, that Leonard passed away. I wrote about it how it wasn't like the only blockbuster interview I had ever been a part of, but it was definitely the one that as I was sitting there, just like staring deep into Leonard Nimoy's ear for whatever reason, (laughs) I was just sitting right next to him in that like big circle that we were all in. And I was just staring into his ear and just thinking to myself, 
this is supposed to be Spock's ear. Like I could see like the Vulcan shaped ear and I was just kind of quietly losing my mind. And when he actually answered a question of mine, uh, starting off by saying, that's a very good question. Uh, I just, I lost my mind. It, it, it broke my mind. And it was the first moment. It was kind of like the first true big pinch me moment of my career. So, uh, I'll always remember that about Leonard Nimoy. And that was the first time you and I met Joe and, uh, the rest is history. Lots of, uh, at least lots of talk about Tanqueray and tonics later. I don't know how uh, many actual Tanqueray and tonics you and I have. We might have had a few. But we've had a few. We certainly yeah. have. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you remember about that uh, Fringe set visit? Well, it was my first ever set visit. Um, and to be able to go to Vancouver was an amazing opportunity. Um, I literally called my boss on Sunday night and said, can I go to Vancouver for the week tomorrow? Okay, great. I'm going. So, um, yeah, I went up and I didn't know about Leonard Nimoy. So I didn't have time to react. Um, they didn't tell me. They also didn't tell me about Elizabeth Mitchell. They, they preemptively said, just so you know, we're flying you up. The, 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 the V is happening, but Elizabeth Mitchell won't be available. And I pretended to not be crestfallen. Um, yeah. And then... <laughs> So they totally knew who I was and how I felt about Juliet on Lost, and they were totally messing with me. And um, I'll get back to the Leonard Nimoy moment, but the the day before, you know, we were in the craft services line. I don't think were you there when I met her the very the very first time. Uh, I don't I don't know that I was there when you met her immediately. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was in craft services getting soup. It was a cold day in Vancouver. Um, And then I feel this tap on my shoulder and she goes, hi, are you Joe? I'm Elizabeth. And her little soft voice. I might have fallen over. I might. I I think I put my soup down because I was shaking and I shook her hand and she said, I will always remember you because my grandmother was also named Joanna and went by Joe or something like to that nature. And I I think I might have melted. And I I think I said, hi. And then she walked away. Oh like I was God. totally being set up and it was, it totally worked. That's and then they gave so me good. extra time to interview her. And she actually said, don't record yet. Let's talk off the record. And you ask me anything you want to know about lost. Wow. Then, so we spent a good 20 minutes chatting and then I recorded. It was amazing. Wow. That's amazing. I know. That's very was, rare to get 20 minutes of off the record time. I feel well, I, I have to say a special case. They know when, <laughs> when two constants meet, it's important. To, <laughs> I will have to say a huge shout out to the ABC publicity department because they, um, you know, I was just a blogger and then I was doing some freelance work for a great site and they, you know, they totally hooked me up. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, they, rec- they recognized your, your fandom and they, they knew what they had to do. It was only I mean, the right thing. It was great. I mean, they also let me be on the red carpet for the season six premiere in Hawaii of Lost. So they, they, you know, to know where your bread is buttered and to know and appreciate your fans and the people who write about your shows, it's great. Yeah. Um, well, but Leonard Nimoy, really quickly, I just all I remember is I don't remember what I asked, but I remember feeling in the being in the presence of greatness. Yes. Um, and I had not interviewed a lot of actors at that point. Um, but they I remember they specifically said no photos. Um, and at the end of the interview, I stood up and I said, excuse me, Mr. Nimoy, can I possibly get a photo with you? And then everyone else did. So I broke the rule. You broke the rule. Is that why I have a photo with Leonard Nimoy? It's you all are welcome. You broke the rule. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate yes. it. But he was so gracious about it, too. Oh, my God. He was like a grandpa in a sweater. He, he really was. I mean, like you you could, um, you know, it's you could have asked that question. And he could have had a horrible reaction. You just don't you don't know. Like some people are so touchy. You just don't know. And he was he was amazing about it. And he was, you know, an older guy. We didn't know at the time but was in you know the final years of his life yes uh and he was so game and he was so funny and really witty and really together um 
that was it was just such a treat to kind of be in the presence of uh you know a living legend and uh, i was very very sad but feeling very nostalgic uh the day that news dropped of his passing um agreed but uh but also but also uh thinking about all the good stuff that came with it too not the least of which being you and i becoming buddies totally. uh, which leads to today which leads to to you and i getting to nerd out together about lost on a very special day it is a- april 8 2015 4 8 15 uh, when, <laughs> when is that going to happen again so never so joe reached out to me a couple days ago uh and on text and she's like why aren't we doing a 4815 lost list podcast i said i have no idea so why don't we do that yes <laughs> so so we went ahead we did that we are back here with a little bit more lost lives probably going to be a little bit of an erratic episode but i think uh you know why not let's just be a little bit all over the map let's skip around through time uh lost style lost island style uh, yep. as we talk about a multitude of lost topics and i was thinking just before we started um you know what episode uh aired this week um Ooh. in season one what episode was airing 10 years ago uh this week and we're two days removed at this point from the airing of do you know which episode no idea i mean i'm a lost nerd but i'm not i don't delve down that deeply on april 6 uh 10 years ago april 6 2005 hmm. boone, well- Car- boone carlisle died uh, oh, R.I.P. No Boone, which I find ironic because this is the week that uh, fans of the Vampire Diaries have found out that uh, Boone Carlisle's vampire persona's uh, love interest uh, has disappeared from the Vampire Diaries. Well, at least it was her choice, unlike Boone's. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Yeah, didn't he, like, just buy a house? Yes, I believe he was literally like uh, on, on a road trip on a beautiful coast and he got the call from Damon and he had just bought a house there. So. Brutal, brutal, brutal. But yeah, 10 years ago, Boone Carlisle left the island uh, in the episode Do No Harm, uh, an episode that I, I love tremendously. Didn't rank particularly high on our list of the <laughs> Lost Lives uh, best, best episodes. Uh, I'm trying to find out exactly where it ranked right now uh um, that was the good jack flashback episode it was great oh it was yeah. great it was a great jack black uh jack jack black flash jack black flash. i would have watched that that would have been good mm, uh, might be a little bit much for me a little a little strange <laughs> i don't want my loss to be a comedy okay if they ever reboot it and seriously god bless america they're rebooting everything you know a lost reboot is inevitable and inevitable. i'm dreading it i'm not you know i'm not you know i'm all in for lost too you know that i say that i'm dreading it but secretly i'll watch it but I, a and a it. If I write it, they can hire me for it. That's great. If I don't write it, I'm not sure. If if no one, if Damon and Carlton are involved, I'm not sure. It's so sacred to me. I know. But you know what? It is um, It is our destiny probably to write Lost 2. At the very least, a Lost 2 podcast is going to happen at some point in the future. Well, that Perhaps is... even a series of Lost 2 podcasts. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Yeah, I do. I, I promised that a long time ago. I have not slept on... I mean, I've slept on the po- on the promise. I haven't forgotten the promise. Right. Uh, a Lost 2 podcast is going to happen. Just looking it up, Do No Harm ranked 37th overall of, oh. the, uh, of the 108 best episodes of Lost that we That's did. That's not bad. That's not bad at all, uh, yeah. which left... Um, uh, you know, there were 111 episodes total for combining two parters. So 37 out of 111. That's pretty good. 
season one finale, how that must have ranked pretty high, right? The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that ended up, uh, Exodus was number five overall. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. The Raft, uh, I'm still, I can tear, just oh, tear sure. up thinking about it. Exodus is my favorite episode of Lost of All Time. Uh, oh, ooh, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, that's my number one. That's okay. my number one. Um, so yeah, do no harm. Ten years ago, the death of Boone Carlisle. So Boone died uh, two days and ten years shy of being able to celebrate four eight fifteen day. <laughs> I think Ian Somerhalder has done some decent work and had a good life since then. Have you watched The Vampire Diaries? I um, watched the first few seasons and then it just, it really wasn't my cup of tea. That's the only reason I stopped watching because so many other shows sort of guarded my attention. Yeah. Um, but I certainly appreciate it for what it is and it's so popular with the fans. So Yeah, people are devastated that Nina Dobrev has, has left. Yes. And I will say Ian has been very generous and signed things for my charity, so I have nothing but great things to say about him and he runs his own amazing charities, so he's a good dude. Well, speaking of your amazing charities, let's not um let's let's just get right into this because this is this is something Segway. this is something that's pretty cool. You guys know Joe not just from Lost Lives, but you also know that she runs Cancer Gets Lost. Can you tell everybody about Cancer Gets Lost? for the people like the five people who don't know what that is hello five new people <laughs> yes uh, i'm the executive director and co-founder of a charitable endeavor called cancer gets lost we our tagline is is what it is we channel the fandoms toward the greater good um, we basically year-round collect pop culture memorabilia that's of interest to fans of different genres of television shows, and we are um, pretty well connected with network studios, executives, writers, producers in Los Angeles, and we try and get the items um, of value signed uh, either in person or at cons around the country year-round, and then we auction it off. We select a cancer charity and auction it off, and 100% of the proceeds go to that cancer charity. That's awesome. And you did a huge, huge, huge version of Cancer yes. Gets Lost earlier in the year. Uh, September of last year. Yeah, September of last year. The, yeah, to commemorate the 10-year anniversary and correspond uh, at the same time with Lost 2014 event in Hawaii, we did an online auction. And a live auction also in Hawaii. And combined, we made almost $80,000 for the American Cancer Society. It was amazing. Okay, so the so the so it's coming back is the news. Yes, so it's, it's, every it's, two back, years, it's, it's back right now. It's back today. So every two years we do our major online fundraiser, which is the auction. Um, and so 2016 will be our next auction. And uh, but in the meantime, today because it's floor eight fifteen, we have launched an online fundraiser uh, for two specific cancer charities. The American one is the um, Alex's Lemonade Stand, supporting children uh, children who actually have cancer, and then we are supporting in the UK the Brain Tumor Charity. Um, the reason we chose two is that there is a gentleman named Chris who runs a company called Retro Co. and he created a 108 set of custom limited edition numbered lost badge sets, which are basically really cool lost pins and no two sets are like. He donated them, made a custom cancer gets lost package for us. And we are using those exclusively for this giveaway. So we have 60 badge sets available in the U S and 15 in the UK for people who make donations to these two different charities. It's as easy as this. If you make a $15 and 16 cent donation or a $23 and 16 cent donation, any version of the lost numbers above 15, 16, we're going to send you one of these lost badge kits. First come first serve. That's amazing. And you, you make your donation directly to the charity. You send me the email. I send you a badge kit. It's super cool. It's just, it's a, it's so much fun to be able to, it's very rewarding to raise money for charity through pop culture. It's extremely 
it, it, it's so heartwarming that, that, that people are so generous in these fan communities, not just lost, but every fandom um, that I've encountered. And so to be in the position to be able to offer them um, a nice incentive in return for their charitable donation, it's just it's it's an incredible experience. No, what you've been doing is really awesome. And I know and, you know, not for nothing, you also get to uh, you go to like conventions and stuff and you get to have a pretty cool time. Yes. I mean, I, you know, I, personally, I, you know, I'm sure very fulfilling, but also you get to geek out a lot yourself. I, oh, as, I mean, I'm a fan that I was really jealous. You were at Walker Stalker Con, right? Yeah. So my charity partner, Jared Wong, who is awesome, he actually works at the Walker Stalker Cons and he's the talent liaison. So as part of that, you know, he it's not just um, the Walking Dead cast who are so generous, by the way. It, we have an amazing array of items at our 2016 auction for the Walking Dead of signed items. Um, Jared has also been working with a lot of the cast members from Lost, like, uh, you know, Nestor and um, Elizabeth Mitchell, hopefully, will be showing up to a con, a con soon. And um, Harold Perrineau is great. And, you know, we have... Uh, John Carlo Esposito from Breaking Bad, and these guys are so generous with these cons. It's it's mellow compared to Comic Con, and they're all signing items that you know. I send Jay the items, he gets them signed. I mean, it's just it's it's been an amazing process, and Jay puts in uh, you know so much work. He's more of the wait. I'm going to use a last thing. The long con. Ah, hey now. Hey. Um, and how, I how does the long con not exist as a lost convention? Um, I think that it needs to, and we should start it right now. Listen. I don't want to say that because this is how Lost 2014 happened when I, we just joked about it. So <laughs> someone else can take it on. <laughs> I don't know. Like if there's if, if there's any way to organize the long con, and I could help out, I would pitch in. Dude, don't I get me started. Feel, I feel like the long con should exist. That feels like a thing that should exist. You know what? Maybe it will in our future. I okay. mean, look, these cons, look at Walker Soccer Con. It started off as a small Walking Dead convention and has expanded to multiple cities and multiple fandoms, and it's fantastic, and it's it's uh, it's a really good time. That that cast is hilarious. Yeah. I feel so. like the, the long con would just consist of, like, nothing but Sawyer tributes. Uh, we would, <laughs> there would be, like, an exhibit where everyone stares at a tiger and waits to see if it changes its stripes. Oh my God. Someone's going to write a thesis on it. Son of a bitch. Explain. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, no, you get to, you get to go around and you get to, all these people are, are really generous with their time. And that's, that's absolutely, that's really I mean, it's 11 years later and you know, our cancer sauce is expanding our, our opportunities and our items. And we are obviously branching into different genres and shows and networks. However, we are still very much involved with the network with everyone who worked on Lost, and those people will now reach out to us and say, hey, are you doing another auction? I literally, I can't tell you who, but I will give you an exclusive tease right now for 2016. Oh, God. A big name from Lost, I won't say if it's cast or crew, uh, reached out and said, do you have a U-Haul? And I said, I can get a U-Haul. Okay, um, we're getting rid of all of this memorabilia. Great. Here it is. Boop, beep. Back at the truck, took it to the warehouse. Oh my god! So this is already done. Yes, this happened right after our auction last year. We were like, uh, okay, so we have years to you know uh, get it together and Holy organize. It. Yeah, there's it's amazing, and the interest is is so surprising. Still, the interest in the items that we feature from Lost. You know, our auctions are going to be you know about fifty fifty from now on in Lost items and other show items. But the interest that fans are still have fervor for, and I think it's a mix of people like us who have nostalgia and also the newer fans who've just discovered the show and they want a piece of it. And so it's sort of an ongoing thing. We've had a surprising amount of success, I think, because the show is streaming everywhere and people are binge watching it and talking about it on Tumblr. And, you know, the new generation of Lost fans are discovering us, which is super amazing and helpful. This new generation of Lost fans is going to love Lost, too. 
Oh my gosh. Lost <laughs> Lost two. two found. Lost two is gonna happen. Uh, and the long con. Yeah. It's it'll be it'll happen, it'll coincide with the long con. <laughs> okay, um, sounds good. So so what's the what's your favorite thing that's being auctioned off this year? Give us like your one item. Like if you could if you could buy it, what would you get? Well, I mean, our auction's not till next year. So uh-huh. I can't I can't really say without giving away because it's something from the U-Haul. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, remind me when, when that comes up. And we'll... I, I will tell you offline. Yeah. But yes, the, um, you can find out details about our current Lost Badge Set giveaway on cancergetslost.org. And we're at cancergetslost on Twitter. And uh, surprise, our email is cancergetslost at gmail.com. There you go. All right. Sweet. So all of that information there. And yeah, I uh, I was really disappointed because I was not able to get out to... Um, to Oahu for uh, Lost 2014, which is when you had the big auction going on and the big fan event was happening, and I really wanted to get out there. But that being said, I did finally make it out to the island. Yes. Uh, that, Tell me about it. That has happened uh, since since we all last got together by the fire here that is known as Lost Lives. Uh, I have indeed. I've made it to the island. I made it, it back. I made it to Oahu where they filmed pretty much all of Lost. Uh, and it was phenomenal and a highly recommended experience for anyway. Obviously, an expensive experience. Yeah. Going, going to Hawaii, especially from New York, uh, was not uh, cheap. But it was worth every penny. It was it was amazing. <laughs> and I, I thank you very much, Joe, because you gave me some great advice on some of the stuff to do there. Um, Cause Tours is oh, amazing. So Can you tell people what Cause Tours is? So Ed Koss has an amazing company in Hawaii called uh, Koss Tours. It's K-O-S. And you can just, uh, I think the URL is Hummer Tours Hawaii. Um, he has a team of... Um, of um, hi, Hummers uh, that drive around the locations where Lost was filmed. You can customize. Um, you have a two, five, or entire eight-hour Circle Island tour options. You know, the, his tour guides know the locations. They actually watch the show, unlike you know what I've heard from some other tours. Um, and I'm in I'm in no way like working for Ed. I'm just giving you like a um, an overview of if you are going to Oahu and you watch Lost, you've got to take one of Ed's tours because. To, to stand in locations where some of the most iconic scenes were filmed, you will get goosebumps, you will take photos and selfies and, and, sh- and show off to your friends. And it, it is an amazing sort of uh, visceral experience to take these tours. And I think you can agree, Josh. No, it was it was amazing. I, I took one of these tours. I did um, I did the eight hour tour, un- unsurprisingly, because I'm <laughs> such a dork. Uh, but I went I went on the eight hour tour and it ended up just being my wife and I were the only two people who booked anything that day. Oh, so, so it was lucky. like so, so it was a private tour with a with a fellow named scotty who i believe you know joe oh yeah uh, scotty was amazing you know nice really nice dude uh super athletic guy loves all sorts of outdoorsy activities he has a lot of great war stories about uh some bike accidents he's gotten <laughs> into over the years uh just a real really nice guy took us around all over the place we got to see hurley's mansion uh we got to see uh we got to see basically like the rocks where uh like the others um not the others where um the tailies you know traveled on on their way from the tailies beach to the oceanic 815 beach the same rocks that uh jack and not lock fought on in the final yes. episode of the show uh he got to he, he ended up taking us he actually took us to the beach he took us to the beach not just um the 815 beach where 815 crashed which had stopped being used after a little while right. i believe but um the the main beach the main survivors camp beach yes. is a bit of a 
schlep. You really have to hike out there. <laughs> Thank you too. Uh, and we actually we went there, um, and it was like right on the beach. I can't say what it was, but I ended up getting a phone call that was like a, a an amazing. Uh, amazing life-changing phone call, really good phone call right while I was on the beach. And it was just like this incredible, magical moment of everything happening, like really feeling the lost magic in this moment Uh, and just like hanging out. And I'm like, I'm getting this amazing news while Sawyer is there (laughs) by that. This is where Sawyer's tree was, where he had his Harry Potter glasses. And that's probably where, where Claire and Aaron's crib was. It was just, it was amazing. So I'll try, I'll try and post some of those pictures um, on the show page here, but I have a bunch on my Instagram page that you can see. It's surreal. You have guys, you guys go to Oahu, you have to go to Kualoa Ranch, which is a, you could do do it through the KOS tours, but you could also just book it solo and do the ATV tour, which is probably one of the best experiences of my life. I've done it two or three times now. And, and at the end of last 2014 in September, Eric Olson and Paul from Scotland and I did a, a three person, you know, ATV tour with a, a group. And it was amazing. I actually, I got chills when you said you got a call on the beach because I got an amazing text. One of the best texts I can't even ever tell anyone about while I was standing on Hurley's golf course next to the sign. Oh man. And I was like, okay, come on. Am I being punked? Come on. I know. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> it was, it was a great moment. I'll, I'll just, I'll just come out and say what the call was. I, Joe, I yeah. am, I am writing lost too. What? I've been hired to write lost too. You're so full of it, Wiggler. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it's, uh, if I've been hired by anybody legit, but, uh, <laughs> but, I, but I am, I am getting to work. No, it was, it was a really amazing moment. And then in true lost form, like the next day I got a terrible phone call. Oh, <laughs> so no. I got like a, a life ending phone call for somebody, which was, <sighs> which was very, very depressing, but, uh, in keeping with the tradition of life and death on lost, you know, you get, Absolutely. you can't, you can't get good news without some bad news. So Absolutely. I felt like I got the full experience. <laughs> Um, you paid for it, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I did. But I, but I did Kualoa Ranch as well, and uh, my wife and I ATV'd, and we were, um, we were part of an ATV tour where, uh, you know, there, it was, uh, you had to, like, you know, sign these waivers, and you, um, you get told by the people, like, you know, if you, if you bump into anybody or if you run off the course, we'll kick you off, we'll get a van, and we'll pull you out of there. And so I, I had never done anything like this before because I'm such a soft, doughy man, uh, <laughs> and I am the, I'm the definition of the indoors kid. Uh, I, you know, unlike Hurley, I am not spry. I don't have, I don't have that in me. Uh, and I was very nervous. I was behind my wife. She was in the ATV ahead of me. Uh, I am like driving much faster than, than I want to. And I keep feeling like I'm about to ram into her. Um, but I'm also really nervous because I know that somebody's behind me and like, I don't want to go too slow either. So was, I was stuck in this like weird place where I had to drive a little bit fast, but I didn't want to drive fast enough so that I was ramming into my wife. ATV, but she was driving kind of slow, and so I was awfully close to her the entire time, and I'm sure she was getting terribly, terribly, terribly nervous, and as we're we're riding in the initial ride, uh, we drive on like this cliffside, and you just see the Tempest station yes. to your left, uh, or like a, a bunch of different bunkers uh, that were, uh, I believe, used for World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, recognizably the ex- the exterior of the Tempest station from uh, the other woman, which, Joe, I hate to tell you, we ranked kind of low in the Lost episodes. Listen, I, know it's, I know it's a Joe episode. It's a Juliet episode and probably a Joe 
I didn't say I, you know, I didn't love every single okay. Juliet episode. We rank that really low. Um, I, I prefer not not in Portland. Okay, yeah, no, it's a much better episode. But we, you know, we we uh, we drove past that. And I was like, oh my god, the Tempest Station! But no one was stopping. Why we went in? There's a submarine in there. No one let me in. Sucks. <gasps> Sucks. Dude, Such you got bummer. gypped. I missed out. But Juliet's ca- sub is in there, man. We kept we kept riding, and finally we stopped um, by you know the the Godzilla. Uh, there's yeah. like a Godzilla footprint at uh, Kualoa Ranch. And when we when we stopped, um, I realized that no one had been behind me for a very <laughs> long time. Uh, I was the last of the group of like six people. Uh, I didn't realize that they were breaking us down into smaller groups because we started off as like an army of like 20 to 25 different ATVers. And I thought that I was holding up like 20 ATVers. It turns out I was holding up nobody. And I was just awkwardly close to my wife the entire time for <laughs> for no reason. So after that, I just ended up driving at my pace. and It was amazing. But we rode uh, the Godzilla footprint was really cool. There was, you know, Jurassic Park stuff that was really cool. But the highlight for me was um, I didn't even know when I was at the Hurley Golf Course, honestly. But what I did uh, nerd out about was being at the top of the Trisha Tanaka Hill uh, oh, yeah. where, where Hurley and Charlie and Sawyer and Jin push the, the van and go for their joy ride in, in uh, Mike Bloom's uh, not one of Mike Bloom's favorite episodes of Lost, <laughs> but one of my favorite episodes of Lost, Trisha Tanaka is dead. And that was uh, that was such a cool moment to just like stand there and sit there and just like feel that close to Hurley. So there's um, that was really great. There's a great picture of my wife and I hanging out there. That was a really cool moment. I think that that moment and the the moment of stepping on the 815 beach, the survival yes. beach, that was that was really something. Um, and then going to see Dharmaville itself. Uh, the yes. barracks. The barracks are real. The barracks. Which, are it's there. a YMCA camp. It's a YMCA camp. Um, you know, they made like minor tweaks to, to you know, to, to the camp. But those mm-hmm. all of those that whole housing, all of that still exists. I was on Ben's front porch. Uh, <laughs> they, they've done some repainting since Lost. Um, and the other crazy thing, do you do you know this, Joe? That so in one of the buildings nearby on the YMCA facility, inside there's like um like this big open space uh and there's like it, it like divots down like you can walk downstairs until into like more of the open space and like the bird's eye view of this open space is it's a dharma logo uh it is mm. it is in the shape of the dharma logo and it is completely unrelated to lost like this was not built for lost or anything this was something that they found after they already thought that this ymca camp would be good for the barracks wow. i've so, been there twice and i've never been to that part yeah scotty showed me you should have asked scotty to show you darn it i know freaking scotty there is the i know that there's the dharma um bench at jin and son's temple uh-huh yes also it just happens to be there yeah jin and son's temple was a really cool spot i forget the name of what it actually is uh i think it's something budo i we're horrible we yeah, should know yeah, but yeah should have known this. it's beautiful uh but it was really cool and there was some hiking through the jungle the long the long story short is like everyone who is listening to this and is a deep cut loss saying like save your pennies go <laughs> Go to Oahu someday. Like this stuff isn't going away is the other thing. It's like, you know, maybe some things won't be there whenever you go. But Lost was shot 
all over this island. Yeah. Uh, like doing this tour was actually a really cool way of seeing Oahu yes. just generally. Like I felt like I got to know the island much better. Like I ended up uh, eating shrimp at where uh, Frank Duckett had his his shrimp truck. Yes, um, Cyrus Bean on Scandal. Hey, same guy. Yeah, exactly. But that, that <laughs> so there was that. Uh, you got to go to the North Shore and get some garlic shrimp. That stuff. Oh my is, god, that plate of this sweet garlic shrimp. I can now I'm drooling just thinking about it. It's, it's the best ten dollars you'll ever spend. It's the real deal. And if you go on the cost store, they'll tell you where um, Frank Duckett's uh, shrimp shack was. I'm forgetting what it was off the time I had. I'll look it up. Um, yeah. But it is, uh, you, you know, you can do a lot of this stuff on your own. Like you could, you could go and just like see a bunch of lost stuff on your own. But it was really, I thought very helpful um to have to have somebody pointing it out to me and somebody who's as knowledgeable as scotty was or is it is it stevie i don't know scotty or stevie. Uh, <laughs> nice no, one. it's it's scotty it's scotty okay, uh, not to make you jealous but the first time i was there i think it was in 08 we were taken to a field which is where they had sort of tried to cover up but they basically had a fenced in area near the airfield um a couple miles away from um dharmaville where they had um the fuselage and yemis burned out plane and luggage and airplane pieces. And I stuck my camera through the fence and took high risk pictures. They're still some of my favorite. It's amazing and super, super bone chilling, creepy to see it up close. It was so enormous. Yeah. I was, I was told there's, there's this big airfield that's very close to where, um, the, the beach was where they shot the plane crash sequence and a lot of season one's beach scenes. Um, and there's, it's very close to where the barracks are, where this YMCA camp is. Yeah. This huge airfield, which is, you know, where Yemi got shot and all of that stuff and actually that's pretty close to um a lot of the outdoor like walking through the jungle scenes like it's pretty close to where they shot the polar bear yes um, it's not where you think it would be <laughs> right no it's not i was i was really surprised that that was the location where they had shot the polar bear like it took me like i wouldn't have recognized it on my own so yeah the point right. is, is like and like on these tours like they come you know the the drivers are are knowledgeable they know they know what's up uh i i don't know the other drivers but i would recommend uh asking for scotty because he was terrific. He was such a cool dude. Um, and they have like these big binders of yes. lost photos. Um, it, it so, correspond with the locations they're taking you to. Yeah. So like they'll, they'll like, they'll like position you so that you are looking at where you are, uh, in such a way that when he, when he holds up the binder with photos from lost, you will see the scene in front of you. Basically like it is like, he will put you at the angle that the camera was at. And it's a really very awesome experience. So, um, it was, it was so cool. It was, it was really awesome to be there. I mean, uh, my wife and I had been talking about taking a big trip like that for a while anyway. Uh, but it did not hurt that we were going to be going to nerd out about lost, at least for me. I mean, she really just kind of put up with me, but she is, she was, <laughs> she was very sweet to do it. Um, and, and well, for those who are interested in 2017, there will be another fan gathering. Yes. Uh, in, in Hawaii on Oahu. Um, and we're, you know, not, Kelly is in charge and she has not announced any details yet, but I know some um, pretty cool things that she has planned. And if you didn't make it to 2015, 14 lost or you want to hang out with lost fans again uh, in two years uh, start saving your pennies because it might be worth it yeah speaking of pennies i got to hey i got to be in um i got to see penny's boat what uh, the searcher yeah the searcher is oh. it's it's docked uh on uh near honolulu Love it. So I got so I got to go and see that. And also the final thing that we did was um, we got a picture. My wife and I got a picture of us taken um, on the docks 
with the view of uh, several uh, tall buildings in Honolulu in the background. Des and Penny? That is the Desmond and, and Penny shot. But the picture didn't come out great, so we haven't posted it anyway. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Uh, and our our, uh, our camera card has gotten damaged, so the picture is probably gone at this point. Son of a gun. But it happened. You have to believe me. Did you see the finale church? Uh, maybe? If I did, I didn't know it. Okay, because that's what you would know. I mean, like, the, the is that, finale is that church. near the Jin and Sun Temple? No, it's actually kind of on the opposite side of the church. It's a very cool every- church that's right there, but I didn't. Yeah, no, this is, a, it's, a, it's an active Catholic school for girls, so they actually can't go in necessarily unless you, like, hit, hit it at the right moment or make a donation. Uh-huh. Um, so I've stood outside, and I had to take a moment. I literally had to walk up to the statue in front. It features in the series finale, and go to the side where Ben decided to wait outside and sort of look at those tables wistfully, and I had a moment. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you did. It's, <laughs> I'm sure I will every time. It's hard to be a lost fan and not have a moment while you're while you're out there. So I know that this this is a lot of us like uh, <laughs> you know smelling smelling our own you know our, our own farts here a little bit and just sorry uh, guys just have, having a good time. But here. it's nostalgia. It's four eight fifteen, the best lost date yet, and so it is. And, and Joe, you and I haven't gotten to nerd out about this yet. Uh, so we're true. so we're doing it on the air for everybody to listen. Why not? So not not to make anyone uh, jealous or just roll your eyes at us or anything. When I, but but the point is. You really ought to do it if you can someday. You know, it's it's not feasible for everybody, and I totally get that. But if you if you have it in you, if you're planning a big trip, or you know whether it's imminently or sometime, you know, years down the line, if it's 2017, there's a very good reason to go out to Hawaii and be with a bunch of other lost fans. But it's just a very cool experience, and if you're still you know really deeply in love with the show, um, you are going to go out there and you're gonna you're really gonna feel the magic. It was it was a very very cool experience. All right, so let's let's shift to some other stuff. What's happening in Lost Land outside of uh, outside of all that stuff? What what can we talk about today on four eight fifteen? How about? Well, I mean, what, what were you going to say? I was just saying. I mean, they're, they're, everyone on Lost has pretty much gotten a job. Yeah, and it has a steady job, which is kind of awesome and nice. Yeah, you know. So so there's some things that we already know about. Obviously, Carlton Cuse is everywhere. Uh, <laughs> yes. All all of the shows are happening from Carlton Cuse. Uh, Damon Lindelof is working on season two of The Leftovers, but Carlton Cuse has like sixteen different shows. What has he got? He has motel he's got the strain he's got returned he's got the returned and he's got colony coming out with josh holloway yes. on the usa network in the fall so 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 what's this this is it's called colony it's a usa network show it's coming out in the fall josh holloway obviously sawyer i think also sarah wayne callies from the yes. walking dead who played uh laurie grimes on the walking dead is going to be on this it's about uh, aliens and los angeles and you have me at josh holloway is that is that all we know about it I mean, there's probably more, but I, you know me, I'm, spo- I'm spoiler free. You try so not to I, look things up. I try not to look up too many details, but you had me at Carlton and Josh. Did you watch Intelligence? I did. And I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I, I liked it. I didn't think it was necessarily the vehicle for Josh's trajectory of stardom, which he deserves. Did you only like it because you're nice and you'll just like anything that'll No, I actually, I'm a kind of a, part of my language, not, I'm kind of a no bullshitter. If I don't like your show, I don't talk about it on social media. That's yeah. just my policy. I'm very spoiler free and positive. And I, I, if I like a show, I will watch it. I don't have to love it to like it. I, and I, I liked the concept. I didn't think the execution was as good as it could have been, which is probably why it got canceled. And CBS doesn't cancel a lot of procedurals. Yeah. Like if I, if I asked you if you liked intelligence and you didn't like it, would you just give me the silent treatment? 
I would say, uh, pass. Okay. <laughs> good, good to know. I'm trying to think of what shows I could ask you about that right Please, now. Please throw them at me, man. I will uh, be honest. I don't know. Now I'm on the spot. Okay. Uh, and then Elizabeth Mitchell, um, you know, she had a nice little arc on Once Upon a Time as yes. the uh, Ice Princess, which is great. Um, and she is doing a series called Crossing Lines. Now, it's a series that's it's already in season three that she has joined. Um, and I believe it's filmed in Europe and it will be available on Netflix to us. But it is not a regular broadcast or cable series uh crossing lines oh this show's still going on with uh bill Kidner. yeah so she's now in season three she's one of the leads oh um, wow i've i've never seen this before but i either. but i love bill fickner i think he's an incredible incredible actor yeah. um he is uh he's he played the accountant in drive angry and that is one of my favorite roles in any movie in recent memory <laughs> because uh a i'm just a huge nicholas cage nerd to begin with uh yes, but are. but i'm also a big bill fickner fan and he's nice. he's just really good i didn't realize that show was still going on and that's cool that she's gonna yeah. be on it that gives me some incentive to finally check it out and I need to find the first two seasons, obviously, so I can catch up. Yeah, and I, and I hear that as a fan of 24, I would enjoy this show. Yes, I've heard the same. I still don't hate me. I have not watched 24, but listen, I'm a busy girl. So. Oh. Listen, I'm, try- I'm getting through Buffy for the first time. Wow. Like one thing at a time. Yeah, well, I won't judge you there. I haven't done the whole Buffy thing myself. Okay, thank you. Um, now we're both getting judged by a lot of different people. <laughs> at least what one I- person just said, what? 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 Um, you can tweet us at. <laughs> yeah, not this handle. Um, yeah. Not Penny's handle. Um, okay, so yeah, so uh, Josh Holloway is doing Colony. Elizabeth Mitchell is doing Crossing Lines. And then you were telling me before we got on the line today, Terry O'Quinn has booked the Yeah, I believe well. Terry O'Quinn signed on to be the lead in a new ABC series called The Adversaries. I know nothing about it, but I just like to see Terry O'Quinn employed. The, oh, is this this is like a lawyer drama, I think. I believe so. Yes, uh, I, I believe it's like it's a lawyer. It's a lawyer drama uh, about like a, a family, like kind of like an like an empire of lawyers in, in New York, uh, like a legal dynasty. This is from TV line dot com. Oh, Quinn stars as. Uh, Plug your ears if you're afraid of the spoilers, Joe. <laughs> O'Quinn will star as Charlie, the patriarch for a New York legal dynasty who becomes embroiled in a trial of his own, forcing his federal prosecutor daughter to decide which side she will fight on. So it doesn't sound like it's really going to appeal to the Lost fans unless you're just like really itching to see John Locke do some stuff. I mean, there's so many variety of shows. I watch I watch Hawaii Five O well because I enjoy it, but I watch it for Hawaii and Daniel Day Kim and Jorge. Yeah, everybody on Oahu loves that show, understandably yeah. considering it is about their uh, right. island. Well, the island is featured beautifully on that show. The cinematography is great. Yeah. Yeah. I tried watching Hawaii Five-0 for a little while and I had to stop. Well, I also, I, you know, I'm sentimentally attached to people and things. And so my buddies, um, Brian Winbrett and Stephen Lillian, who did Alcatraz, are now writers on that show. And so I, you know, they're the kind of guys I will follow to any anything they do. And so I like to support all their endeavors, just like Eddie and Adam with Once Upon a Time. I, I enjoy the hell out of that show. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Um... Okay, so so what what else is going on here? Oh, well, I I have a show I'd like to convince you to start watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about this because I know, um, you know, a lot of you guys know that Joe was, as she mentioned earlier in this in this very podcast, that she did a lot of blogging and writing about Lost and other TV shows. Um, and it's been a little while since you've done that, but you're getting yeah. back into writing for what website are you going to be writing for? So there's an awesome website called Sci-Fi Mafia. Yeah, and um, I was approached by my friend by my friend Aaron about you know because I, I sort of say on Twitter every once in a while I really miss 
writing. And when I say that, I mean deep dive analysis of shows. And there's been no show since Lost that has turned on that uh, that part of my brain in terms of, you know, sort of going down different rabbit holes and wormholes of, of possibilities and crazy theories, um, which used to be my bread and butter, as you know. And so there's a show called The 100. 100. It's actually it's actually called The 100. That's how they say it. The 100. Yeah. The, but the actual show is you look at the it's the and then the number 100. So. 100. But they call it the hundred. Got it. Uh, it is a show that launched. Uh, it's uh, just ended season two on the CW. Now, until a few years ago, I would I would have said I am not a CW person, and now I'm kind of their bitch. <laughs> I love <laughs> Arrow and the Flash. I love Jane the Virgin. I mean, these are these, and now I Zombie. And so I, I think that their programming is really, and their branding has come around. And so the CW launched uh, the hundred two years ago. Um, I think I saw a preview of Comic Con, and I was like, okay. Um, it's sci-fi and Henry Ian Cusick Desmond is in it and I kind of okay this looks good and I watched the first season and I liked it I wasn't in love and then I watched the second season and for the first time in 11 years my brain like 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 a, a watch like a mechanism in a watch it just sort of slowly clicked into place and I started taking notes and I haven't taken notes on a show in 11 years and I I thought uh oh no, I don't have time for this. Uh, I'm busy running the charity. I have a job. I have all these things going on. I need to focus on. And, you know, what can I say? I filled up an entire notebook of, of notes. And then I went back and rewatched season one and season two. Um, and then Aaron, I, we, so Aaron said, you know, we'd be thrilled if you would write for us. The beauty of writing for Sci-Fi Mafia is, um, you know, I can, I don't have to publish it the night it airs. Like I used to stay up until five in the morning and write about Lost. I'm older now, um, <laughs> so it's a little harder. The all-nighters are not happening anymore. Pretty much no. Yeah. Um, so I will be publishing it the same week episodes come out, but um, you know, the new season of The 100 comes out in the fall. In the meantime, in the next couple weeks, I'm posting a very long, spoiler-free recommendation of why you should watch it, you being everybody out there, and then a, an extensive, probably 10-page Season one and two deep dive analysis of the first two seasons. All right, so tell so tell me why I should watch it. Obviously, it's hooked you in. It's, yes, it's sunk its it's sunk its hundred teeth into your brain. <laughs> yes, um, and and your recommendation is is always good for me. But I need okay. I do need to know a little bit more. Um, right. All all I know is it's a little sci fi uh, in, involving uh, a bunch of uh, young people, kids, I believe. Yes. Uh, okay, and, I'll give and, you like, the sort of spoiler stuff. free gist. So yeah, so give yeah. Me, give me the rundown. The Every gist uh, and setting of the hundred is that um, it's set 97 years in the future and 97 years in the future there, um, there has been an apocalypse and earth has pretty much been decimated. The only people to survive were 400 people up on 12 linked space stations called the Ark. A, a variety of communities and regions around the world uh, were represented up in this. And over the past generations, um, the, the, the population up there grew to 4,000 people, but they are running out of supplies and air, so they have to make drastic measures. So they send down their hundred. They send down a hundred criminals. The, the catch is that these criminals are all under uh, 25. So they are youth. These are teenagers. And they send them down to Earth to see if it's inhabitable. And that's the basic premise. And of course, you know, there are some similarities to Lost. I will tell you that, and especially the first few episodes. And then it becomes something rather special on its own and unique. It has an obvious homage in the first few episodes to shows like Battlestar and Lost and, um, and Lord of the Flies. And, Sounds and a little Hunger Games-ish as well. It, it is, but they don't fight. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to spoil it for you here, but they don't 
it's not like they don't fight each other. They definitely will encounter some new enemies and territories upon their landing, but it becomes um, a, such a unique, rich story with characters that um, develop into characters I've sort of never seen before. Um, they're not tropes. They are not stereotypes. I didn't roll my eyes at them. I sort of widened my eyes at some of the decisions that they wrote for these characters. Interesting. In a good way. In a good way, yeah. The setting is, is stunning in Vancouver. They use the uh, mountains of Vancouver like Lost used the beach. Like it is, there are some set pieces there that are take your breath away. So is it? It's that kind of situation where you know where Hawaii really is a character on Lost. Yes. It's like a real. It's a performer. And unlike you know, many other like, shows, like, you know, a, 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 as essential as Terry O'Quinn is to playing Locke, Hawaii is to playing the island. You would say this similar about the hundred uh, playing. You know the the Vancouver. Okay playing whatever the setting of yeah, the Yeah, a lot of our favorite shows are filmed up in Vancouver, but this particular show features it in a way that reminds me of, it will, It should bring tourism to Vancouver like we we flock to Oahu. It's just, it's stunning. And it, of course, looks cold as hell, but um, it's so beautiful. On and the show, it looks cold. On the, oh, yeah. I mean, I've been to Vancouver, but not to this particular part, obviously. Um, you have obviously been to Vancouver, too. Yes. Um, Let's let's make ourselves go visit the set. Get a set visit, shall we? Well, I got I gotta I gotta watch the show first. I you gotta, really do. I gotta make sure that I can. Uh, right, and I, I would say you know to you and everyone else, be patient because like most series that become great later, you have to get to episode four because episode four is a game changer. I am not saying it's walkabout because nothing is walkabout, and I'm not saying you won't be like seriously about some of the things jason rothenberg who developed and writes this show as the showrunner is a huge lost fan he's the first person to admit that he has some homage but then like i'm telling you after episode four it just it's sort of a, a non-stop pace it's it's a different story um with very unique characters and costumes this sound design is amazing um so i i can't say enough about it i mean just be patient and i think it will grow on you and you'll become compelled and fall in love by the end of season two wow um well you're not the first person to recommend it to me it's been recommended to me by a few people uh terry schwartz who does the game of thrones book club podcasts here on nice. post show recaps has told me a bunch of times that i should get into it um so i've heard it from, i've heard it from people that this is a show that i'd like and Henry in, in cusick is on board uh how could i say no? how, how does he stack up to desmond his character on this can you tell me anything um, about who he plays on this show I was kind of hoping you wouldn't ask me that. Oh, um, no, why? Is, no, it, is it a big He spoiler? has a very small role. Very, like, I mean, I know he appeared only occasionally as Desmond. It was much more impactful on Lost. Yeah. He doesn't, to me, um, Ian, that's how he goes by instead of Henry, he he really sort of fits into that world and, and his role much more by season two. I will say that. Okay. And I forgot to also mention one of the, the show is groundbreaking on many levels. It's set 97 years in the future where things are irrelevant, like gender, race, sexuality, and disability. Most of the leaders on this show are women and it's a non-issue and it wasn't written with a feminist agenda. It is just a fact. It just, they are, it's not even discussed. They are human, flawed, badass, extremely watchable. And I'm not just talking, I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about just the sort of an, on an emotional and res, there's emotional resonance. There is powerful stories. Stories. Um, there are powerful stories. There's just, uh, I obviously I'm in kind of in love with this show. Yeah. Well, that's awesome to hear because, you know, as we are, you know, here today to discuss Lost on 4815 Day, yes. among the many reasons we worship this show, uh, I would not say that. Uh, a bevy of strong female characters is necessarily one of them. No, I mean, that's, you know, if, I don't have a lot of criticism of Lost, and I don't think it's necessarily their fault, but I think that Sun and Kate, they showed signs of amazing 
amazing opportunities and just didn't have the time to follow through with them. Yeah. Um, this is why I probably was drawn to Juliet because she was an extremely intelligent character who held her cards close to the vest yeah. and, you know, had her character. It seemed to be the, like the most badass. I know Kate gets all the credit. But. No, I, I think, I think that she had, um, the most, interesting stuff to chew on i think i found her storyline to be more rewarding than kate's yeah no totally and i mean i i've uh, really championed evangeline lily i've uh, evangelized yeah. evangeline lily uh, <laughs> her her work as kate on the show in terms of the performance but i don't know that i've ever stood up here and said that she's like a brilliantly written character i think that a lot of her season five material is actually really 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 good um whatever happened happened being an episode that on my recent rewatch through still even now I'm just thinking about like her goodbye scene with Aaron as one yes. of one of my favorite lost performances ever uh, so it's for me it's never a problem with the performances it's I think that the writing failed uh, characters like Sun and Kate on multiple occasions um, think, not for lack of trying I think it's for lack of time and I think that you know they did have to wrap it up they negotiated the end and sure. yeah, yeah I'm, I mean I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come up with excuses for it no I'm not, I'm not we gonna. don't need to because you and I like about we liked about 99.9 percent yeah, of Lost. Yeah, 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 it's okay. It's okay to not love everything about right. Lost. I mean, people, and speaking of that, if yes. I may segue back to the one hundred, the hundred. Yes, quick. please. So I think a lot of you have read um, Javier Grio Markswatch wrote this amazing behind the scenes opus about his experience as a producer and writer on Lost in the first season. Yes. And I think Josh, you can post the URL for that on the site, right? Yes, I can. And I have been, I've been dying to read this thing and I have not been able to yet. It's a long, it's a long read. I believe it's going to take me at least two hours to read through. And I do not have a free two hours in sight right now with so much, uh, going on and, and, and so much to work on. And I just haven't had a chance to read this yet, but I'm dying to, can you, can you tell me a little bit about it? It's a, it's an honest look at what it took to create, you know, loss from the ground up and working behind the scenes in that kind of fast paced, stressful environment of getting, you know, making this amazing pilot. But then also it's so popular that there's an expectation and pressure now to make, you know, this product. And uh, he talks about um, when ideas were conceived and the polar bear and just JJ. And it's sort of an amazing way to get insight that has been previously you know, we've gotten tidbits, but never like this. But ha- the reason I brought it up is that Javi is now a writer on season three of The Hundred. And so that to me is a huge indication that they mean business. They are enhancing an already great product and going to make it even more kick ass. This is a writing staff that has, I think, 70% women. And you've added Javi. And I just think that, you know, I am pimping the hell out of it. But you guys, the first season of The Hundred is on Netflix. You can buy the DVDs uh, on Amazon. I think you can, and I bought season two on iTunes so I could watch it again so pimp i'm pimping it out i'm done <laughs> nice well i i'm just looking at the episodes of lost that he wrote uh house of the rising sun all the best, all the cowboys, best cowboys have daddy issues yep. hearts and minds the the boone episode not the yeah. boon, not the boon roll but the boon no. episode Ooh, boon uh, roll. in translate in translation born to run orientation is is his that's yes. a terrific episode and collision was his final episode so he left about midway in the season two of the show um but no i've heard from a lot of people and a lot of listeners to this podcast and just people who know that i'm into lost that I gotta, I gotta stop what I'm doing and, and read his story. It's kind of an unflinching look at how Lost was made, how the sausage was made on that one. And, and it's it's honest to it, but it's not. There's nothing uh, mean spirited about it. He's very constructive about the things that didn't go right. You know, he's very proud of his work and gives shout outs to all the writers who've all gone on to do amazing things. And I think it was just lightning in a bottle, and he got it out on paper. And it's and you know he has a, a book out of essays right now on Amazon. You can buy. I think this one might be included in his next anthology. Yeah. 
Uh, well, it's 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 definitely on my to do list. Also on my to do list is to do more of these. We've we've been lacking on the Lost Lives podcast for a little while now. Uh, just lots and tons and tons and tons of other stuff that's happening on post show recaps. Game of Thrones is kicking off this week. Uh, we we just finished a season of The Walking Dead, Better Call Saul. Lots of really good shows that have been going on over the past few months and coming up as well. But I don't want to go without talking about Lost for as long as we did. Uh, no, we best. anytime you want to just just text me and I'll be like, I'm gonna get on Skype. Let's talk about it. Totally. Totally. And I know there's there's a bunch of other uh, lost business that we got to talk about. Um, my buddy Pete, uh, who has appeared on Lost this before, has finally finished his rewatch of Lost. And I know that he and I are going to try and get together sometime in the nearish future uh, to yeah. discuss his findings. Uh, Pete being uh, one of my roommates from college, who's a who's a really articulate, smart dude uh, nice. who, who loved Lost. He was my big Lost buddy back in the day. He's just finished his rewatch. So I'm curious to get his take. He really loved season six on his second watch through which was not my takeaway so i agree I, I loved it more on the second watch. i know you i guess both of you did and I, i'm still not great with it so i <laughs> i i i'm curious to to hear from him why because i don't think that he loved it on his first way through so that lost lives will be coming up sometime in the next uh certainly within the next month i would say um i don't know that we will be able to do these much more often than that but we will certainly try and do more of these uh, i met a bunch of you guys a bunch of you listeners um out uh here in new york city back in march when a bunch of you guys came out here for the big rob has a podcast event in new york city and a lot of people who were asking for more lost lives and just a bunch of you guys who who are my online buddies i would i would love to do more of this so we will we will do our best um but at the very least we got you a 4815 uh, day <laughs> holiday podcast joe what are you going to do uh to, to mark the occasion other than podcast with me about lost today well, are you going to watch any episodes um, I, I wish I had time to you know I'm pretty much focusing on the cancer gets lost fundraiser and I'm sure as soon as I post the details, I'll have an error and I'll have to go and fix it and answer <laughs> right. emails, which is fine. Which is what I love interacting with the fans is still my favorite aspect. Yes. Even more than interacting with the famous people. I, I am a fan first, so I, I love that aspect. I know you, are. but I, I just, I had an idea, you know, I'm going to be in New York next month, um, for a whole week. I'm thinking we should have do drinks and lost live podcast. Oh, interesting. I'm thinking we can do it. A, a true lost live. A lost yeah, lives but like live. with cocktails. Inter- <laughs> interesting. Well, I, I'd be open to that. If any of you guys are in New York uh, and would be around for that, give us a, a show of hands. I don't know. Uh, find some way to, to let us know on Twitter. Joe is at Joe Opinionated, like opinionated with a J in the front of it. And I am at Round Howard, like Ron Howard, but rounder. So let us know if you guys are in New York or if you would come to New York for uh, some sort of bar drink up and we, we could record something, maybe uh, some sort of Q and a type of thing that could be oh, really fun and i'll have giveaways you know i have something oh, I, I know you do i know you do what, <laughs> uh, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna get to writing lost two today that's gonna okay be my, please please start <laughs> yeah and if you need any kind of ghost writing you know who to call i know who to call um <laughs> give, give one last plug for for where people can get into the cancer gets lost nonsense today. all right cool uh cancer gets is the url and uh twitter is at cancer gets lost and same for the facebook page is you know you can pretty much find us if you google and then i'm joe opinionated and uh also joe garfine on tumblr so that's i'm everywhere man you're everywhere you truly are uh and uh really great to talk to you joe it's it's been it's been way too long uh let's try and do this again soon uh certainly it sounds like maybe we could do something next month 
Yeah, I'll talk to you in another life, brother. In another life. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the return of Lost Lives, albeit briefly, but hopefully we will not be gone uh, for as long as we were last time. Um, other, other than that, I hope you guys are enjoying a special Lost Day. Put on an episode of Lost. Do yourself a favor. Any episode will do. Uh, do No Harm Again was uh, 10 years ago this week, so that might be a fun one to check out. But beyond that, there's plenty of other episodes that you can watch. Uh, so, so pop your favorite Lost episode in. Do whatever you're going to do to pay tribute to this uh, super amazing legendary show. It's 4815 day. This day is only going to come once in a lifetime. Uh, so we will we will be doing that. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go and watch an episode right now. In fact, I know I'm, I know I'm busy, but uh, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to take a break. Do it. I'm going to take a break from work and I'm going to pop on. I don't know. Name an episode. I'll watch it. And flashes before your eyes. OK, I'm going to watch flashes before your eyes right now. Yes. I'll probably be doing some work. and It'll be on in the background. OK, good. That still counts, right? Yes. I mean, it's something. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. All right. And uh, the rest of you guys, enjoy your day. Happy 4815 day and see you all in another life. Bye. Brother. Brother. Brother.